Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So, tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be talking about the latest tall tale, the final tall tale for the Monkey Island Legends of the Monkey Island tall tales that came out this last week. Uh, I will probably save the uh, community weekend stuff for next week. Um, it was a very good weekend, uh, aside from a couple things here and there, but overall, really fantastic to see a lot of folks jumping into the game, a lot of folks, uh, supporting streamers over on Twitch. And, uh, to be honest, I just wish I had more time this weekend to be able to do stuff. So let's get into it. But before we get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons. They are the ones that went over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast to support this content just to make things easier for me. Um, I am slowly working on real rebuilding my PC or a new PC and, uh, I have a cooler now that is sitting underneath my desk. And that, that is the first of many parts. Um, but without this support, uh, it would not be possible. So thank you to People's Republic, Elcute, Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Chonky, Captain Hayes, Chateau Neuf, Super Pack, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, DA Gaming, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Godhammer 6, Trickster, Jorby Jorbs, Carl Embo, Kazia the Aficionado, Nightstar, our newest patron, Cryptic Slayer, which is a great name, Evil Morpheus, not to be uh, not to be outdone by Lumpy SRQ, messing up on the, the things there, Space Admiral Ors, thank you, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Norwegian, Raja the Brave, Regis Stella the Brony Pirate, Replicated Flame, Rust Belt Kid, Skamelt 666, Captain Dasm, Tommy D, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Captain J Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore, The Lord Chronologist Dead Eye Dre, Heger Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for your love, for your support, for your friendship, honestly. It's really good to talk with you all, especially on those uh, community episodes. It's really fun to kind of chat about stuff. And we're looking, I'm looking forward to the upcoming one. We just had one last weekend. Uh, the next one is going to be at the end of this month. Um, we will be uh, talking about Monkey Island, Tall Tale 2 and 3 from their perspective so i'm going to be talking about stuff this week uh as well as the patch notes and stuff that came out um and just overall uh how i'm feeling about it because i, I think this is probably some of rare's best content but let's get into that As always, I love to dive into the patch notes. I love to make sure that you all know exactly what's come to the game uh, with every update. So this one is actually going to be for patch 2.8.6. Can you believe that? We've had 2.8.6. There's been so many little sub patches. It's hard to know overall like how many that is you know because they always do like the points and stuff uh but i know that we're probably well over 150 updates to the game uh that just, just changes to the actual content um but getting into this let's talk about some of the new items that we just got into stock so the legend of monkey island sales and figurehead stands costume set which is 
honestly the coolest thing. It's so cool that we get to get that. Uh, Kate Capsize costume as well which is fantastic she's going to be hanging out on all the outposts uh in indefinitely uh, much like the castaway for the pirate's life content uh the herman costume which it was so great to hear him go on and on uh having played the first game <laughs> just his whole thing is great the rubber chicken fishing rod which is uh it's that's an instant buy and then the pocket ser serpent emote which um you know I'm, i i appreciate that they didn't uh that they didn't call it something else because uh being a pocket serpent you know i mean there's lots of ways you can go with that i i will probably pick one up uh but unfortunately because it's not like an actual pet pet you can't like name it otherwise i would most definitely call mine ekans uh because i'm just a, a big fan of pokemon g1 name or like uh pokemon so like you know pocket snake pokemon pocket monster it's there i just i wish i could do it but eh. You know, it's a little thing. It's not a big deal. The free thing was the lucky deal emote. Uh, I like that. I'm glad that they're that they're doing that. Uh, free emotes are always fun. I love it. Um, the one thing that I was looking for that I didn't find out about at the time that I wanted to do it was the fossil frenzy bundle. Um, this is the, the, uh, something that you can pick up. It's only available through Microsoft stores or Xbox stores or steam stores, unfortunately. And, uh, because of that, it's, you know, you're going to have to go out hunting for it. And especially over on steam, uh, I or actually Xbox is kind of, you know, Xbox has this issue too. I feel like it's really hard to find some of these bundles on these stores, um, even like looking for just like going through the actual, uh, like available items on steam and stuff. I keep trying to find where these different ones are. And I, and sometimes I feel like I need to know what the actual name of the bundle is so that I can actually search for it. Uh, but there are plenty on there, especially if you haven't been picking these up. Um, a lot of these are actually really good ways to like get ancient coins on top of like already getting a good deal on the actual uh, content that's in the bundle as well. You know, I mean, it's it, it is what it is. It, it, it says it's a bundle. It's a bundle. They're, you know, giving you uh, a good deal on it. But um I can't see and I, I'm looking now and I still can't actually see this one on the, the Steam store. I could have swore that this was was up here. So it could be one of those things. Actually, I'm going to take a pause. I want to go double check the actual Xbox store because I don't want to say that this is out there if it's not actually out there because I can't find it on Steam uh, at the moment. So give me two seconds. I'll be right back. All right. Well, I'm a little confused now because I I actually have this bundle, but I I'm pretty sure this bundle came out back when the fossilized set came out forever ago. So I'm I'm wondering if maybe this is uh this is information that that I accidentally got put onto the patch notes because you know the fossil frenzy set like uh yeah that's that's been there. There's the fervative fox bundle. Um, there's the uh, deluxe bundle, but the deluxe bundle just has like the uh, Ash and Phoenix stuff. So I don't know why this is supposedly new stuff. Um, but you know, it happens. You know, patch notes—they don't always grab the uh, 
the right information from time to time. Sometimes they got to edit that information, but it's good to know that at least this stuff is uh, available still in the store. You know, I've, I'm, I've had mine for a bit now and really love it. Uh, but yeah, bundles, great way to get ancient coin. Cause I think, uh, let's see, this one is th they're usually for around like, you know, 15, 16 bucks, 17 bucks, depending on if you have game pass or not. And uh, the stuff that you get inside is great. You get the 25,000 gold, which, you know, it's not that not that huge, but you get the items in there. But you also get the 550 ancient coin, which um, that actually, I think, is is kind of the nice thing. You actually get uh, the 550, which is good for like a pet. Um, and it's, you know, if you especially if you have like something that you've been holding on to for a while or, or keeping an eye on. That 550 adds up over time. Uh, and overall, just a, a kind of nice way to um, not have to go hunting for ancient skeletons, honestly, because I don't know about y'all, but I haven't seen one in a while. I haven't heard of anyone seeing one in a while. Is it become so norm that folks are just like, oh, yeah, it's another ancient skelly? Or is it one of those things where like people just don't see them as frequently? I, I don't know. I kind of I miss the days where we did the uh, the community update with last community update. We had it. It was so, so insane. They were actually giving away ancient skeleton spawn rates and stuff. I mean, I only got the one, but, you know, the, the a lot of folks were getting a lot of a lot of them out there. So I was hoping that maybe they would do something like that in the uh the future but anyway that is part of the the patch notes as well um one of the other things that came with this patch was the color changes or the uh new range of colors for the bandanas um and they're all available for gold i appreciate that all the other stuff that i talked about that's all emporium content uh which it's it's gonna vary in cost honestly i think personally for me i'm i'm probably looking at the uh, rubber chicken fishing rod uh, as well as the stand costume. I think those are like the two that I'm probably going to shoot for. But we got to uh, have this community weekend, which, you know, again, I'll, I don't really want to cover this weekend. I want to talk about Monkey Island. Um, but with the kind of, you know, stuff that's going on this weekend, I think it's really kind of cool just to see a lot of folks spending a lot of time. I know there was a couple couple ships on a server with uh, community members for Keelhauled. Um, all kind of hanging out and spending time together it was really cool to see them. Um, I did not get to participate in them because I recorded uh, five podcasts this weekend, or no, sorry, four podcasts this weekend, and uh, had a whole bunch of um, time that I had to spend in games to to uh, review and uh, kind of make sure that I got my time spent in on that. Um, I did finally get to actually beat Starfield, though. That was that was kind of cool. Um, but anyway, back to Sea of Thieves news. Why, I, you know, instead of me making excuses why I didn't get to play much Sea of Thieves this weekend. Although, I, eh, no, I'll save it for next week. I'll save it for next week. It's good stories. But anyway, um, gameplay changes that they have done. The Reaper's Bone Emissary flags may no longer be sold to Sovereigns. I don't understand this. Uh, this is a change that, if, if I'm being perfectly honest, I don't I don't get. Because as far as I know, you can sell any any of the flags to the Sovereigns. Um, so I don't know why they would turn away the Reaper's Bone Emissary ones. Now, obviously, they don't take like any of the, the Reaper's um, items in general. It could just be you know, a lore reason that they're trying to, uh, that they're trying to reinforce, like, Hey, you know, the, the Reaper's bones, um, are, are kind of the, the antagonist for the, uh, the sovereigns. 
but overall um they they just you know they won't take anything from them so maybe that's just what it is at the end of the day but it's kind of a bummer because it's just a one more thing you have to go run around and go uh turn in the reaper's flag um to the athena guy in the tavern which eh, it's not a big deal but it definitely like it takes time um so who knows not sure why they're doing that Some of the other changes that we got in this week uh, are going to be tied to migrating servers. Um, so it, migrating across servers with a damaged mast will no longer cause pirates to stutter when moving around the deck of the ship. Um, this has been something that like, it's annoying. It's frustrating. Um, there's definitely times where it feels like the game is is moving forward in some aspects, but then moving back in others. This one feels like it's moving forward, but you know, most definitely saw things that like, I wish, you know, there's definitely stuff where I was like, ah, oh, man, you know, stuff is kind of moving backwards, but it was good to see that this hopefully has been fixed. Um, I have not come across this yet, so I will keep an eye on it and let you know if I run into it. And if I do, then I'll most likely probably report it as well too. Uh, the other thing was if pirate harpoons treasure onto the ship during the lost shipments voyage, uh, but does not move it, the treasure will no longer disappear when the voyage ends. Um, this is kind of like because the loot auto auto drops onto the top deck, uh, there's a weird instance where, if I don't know if you remember, but there was a time where people were spawning in the uh, lost, or no, no, I guess that was actually tied to the Veil of Ancient Secret, or the, the Veil of Ancients. Uh, that wasn't a lost shipment's voyage. I wonder what this is causing issues with then. That's a weird bug. I hadn't run into that. Um, or if I did, I honestly didn't notice the loot had disappeared if it did. Uh, which, oh boy, man, that's a, you know, I'm surprised. That, <laughs> hopefully that's a that's not a big issue. It's a real shame though, um, overall though, that people were losing it because if there, there's no recouping that, there's no, there's no way to get that back unless Rare decides to just give everyone <laughs> a certain amount of gold um there were some server issues this weekend that were uh really heartbreaking to see folks just lose out on hours worth of loot uh to things like alabaster beards and it's like mm, there's no like unless you just give everyone that logged in during the weekend uh you know like Twenty-five thousand gold, which is nothing more, more you know, most of the time. Um, it's really, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a painful one. It's a painful one to lose that kind of stuff. Um, but hopefully, you guys didn't have that happen. Ho I know some of you did. I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that because it's a real bummer. But hopefully, you didn't have any issues this weekend. Hopefully, you had fun this weekend. Um, but with the the treasure, hopefully, keep an eye on that. You know, maybe, maybe if you're still running lost uh, shipment voyages like I am, um, you just kind of grab that stuff and you know throw it on the bowsprit so that way you don't have to worry about it disappearing just in case that bug crops back up. Actually, I would say that, you know, do that for every, <laughs> do that for every voyage, touch your loot. Uh, you know, you, you deserve it. It's not quite yours until you get it turned in, but you only get to, you only get to turn it in once. So, you know, make sure you, you know, you're grabbing it, moving around, really getting, getting a feel for, uh, it being like yours for a while, at least until someone steals it from you. But the other thing was, uh, burying and recovering treasure that has been on your ship, uh, while will no longer show, 
an additional treasure uh, a board notification a little thing not a huge deal um, other things tied to the journey to melee island uh, players returning to this tall tale from the checkpoint will now see the correct prompts and notifications uh, as they play through it um, because melee island and the and the monkey island tall tales are so driven towards um kind of playing through things at a certain like it's a very linear thing even though they kind of have you going from place to place and whatnot um but there is a start and an end there's a flow chart that you know you have to work through as you're moving through those and that can get really really tough if you're coming back to content after uh you've been through a portion of it you know especially with these notifications and stuff so hopefully those are fixed hopefully those aren't something that you run into with the latest tall tale uh and if you do make sure you kind of see like you know I, I mean it's 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 a big thing to ask folks to try and replicate bugs to see if it's things so even if you come across it once see if you can grab a photo of of the weird thing that's happening or a, you know a clip of it and, and upload it um i know that i was playing the other day uh during the wish you were here event and uh we had a random cheater um spawn above our ship drop a keg and then one blundy us uh with uh, aim assist and uh, we were just out in the roar you know doing vaults like it was it was just kind of weird uh so things like that i know you can you can report people and what i always recommend and this was a, a topic of conversation in the actual discord um if you get an opportunity or if you run into someone that is cheating, especially the PC players, because I don't I, I typically like to run on Xbox only servers if possible. I feel more comfortable there and I just kind of I don't know, I like I like being on even ground with folks, uh, you know, given my PC's age versus like, you know, other PCs, people, people with PCs, not to mention like the actual hackers themselves. Um, but if you do happen to come across a hacker, uh, please, please, please do yourself a favor report it to microsoft because they can ip ban people because of that um, especially for hacking and uh if you if you can uh also go to the sea of thieves website and put in a help ticket or a support ticket to actually report the the person uh it takes a you can upload up to a 50 uh, megabyte file um i usually I, I will say you know grab a screenshot uh if you can and uh, record a clip so that way, if the clip itself is longer than the uh, than the the or bigger than the size that they that they uh, allow, then you'll usually get an email. I've always gotten an email where you can reply back to them with additional stuff, and you can always upload that to you know like a, a OneDrive or can give them like a OneDrive link. Um, and speaking of, uh, I, I wasn't expecting to actually talk about this uh, this week, but it's kind of good news um, for Xbox players. Uh, the policy for captures is changing. Um, this is something that's going to be going into effect January 2024. Uh, and the change is captures and clips will now only be on the Xbox network for 90 days. So if you're an Xbox player like me, um, you know, I've, a lot of my time is spent capturing and, and uh, clipping things on Xbox uh that xbox network is only going to keep stuff for 90 days um the best thing you can do is if you uh don't already you can always have a OneDrive, and you can copy any of the content that's on your uh, xbox network over to a OneDrive account and that OneDrive account will act as a bigger uh kind of hub 
You can also offload all of your uh, captures and stuff to an external hard drive if you want. So uh, like for, for example, one of my Xboxes has a four ter no, two terabyte? No, I don't know. I think it's a two terabyte hard drive. It's one of the external ones that I have like for, uh, you know, Xbox 360 games, Xbox One games, you know, stuff that doesn't require the faster speed to play off of. Um, I offload all of my captures and screenshots to that so that I can keep all of the other content on the main drive uh, just games so that way I'm not having issues with it. There's a little issue sometimes where every once in a while it feels like a clip maybe takes a little longer to upload um, compared to when it's, you know, if it's being on the uh, the internal drive. But, you know, if you're running an Xbox Series X and, or S and you don't have like a, a mule for, for all intents and purposes, what people usually call a pack mule, um, I would recommend you know, spending a hundred bucks or like, you know, 80 bucks on a sale, uh, to, to pick up one of those two terabytes or four terabyte drives that they, that they make for like Seagate usually makes those pick up something like that. Um, I know a lot of folks, you can buy, you know, whatever hard drive you want, you can format it for the Xbox. So if you want to get like a, you know, a, a 12 gigabyte external hard drive, uh, that'll, that'll, you know, do you well for multiple generations. But anyway, um, just wanted to give you guys, I don't, what, how did I get to that? Cheaters. That's how I got to that. Okay. So yeah, going back to what I was saying, you know, um, there's definitely, I don't even know where I got the cheaters thing from. I'm trying to backtrack how I got to cheaters other than I was playing and running into, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, it was just a, it was just a weird thing. Um, oh, bugs. We were talking about bugs. I was talking about bugs and uh, how if you run into them, you should try and report them. That's how we got there. Uh, I walked it back, folks. I should, I'm very proud of myself. You're probably like, yeah, no, duh. Okay. Um, but anyway, moving on. Uh, the rest of the patch notes, honestly, are a bunch of uh, audio and visual bugs um, or fixes for bugs that I, I will kind of spare you for this because honestly, it's there's a lot of stuff that just it's little things. There's nothing too major um, that I can really find. So hopefully, you know, a lot of this stuff was stuff that they uh, found as a result of insiders or testing before the patch actually went live. And then uh, as a result, they decided to um, push that out as like a, a day one kind of patch thing instead of like from when they were actually doing the insiders thing. But anyway, um, I wanted to dive, take this time to kind of dive into Tall Tale 3. Uh, I wanted to, um, I want to talk about some of the stuff that might be considered spoilery. Uh, but I, I did want to kind of address how this actually starts out and, and kind of kick things off first off with the, uh, I don't really want to get into like the actual commendations or the rewards that you get for this. Cause that is kind of special, but they are good. Uh, I think that they did a fantastic job with the rewards for this. It's on par with what I want from rare when it comes to tall tales moments like this, you know, real true mementos of the game. Um, so getting an opportunity to uh, jump into this third tall tale, I got to play this last week with uh, Dread Pirate Doug of Race of Legends and Festa Legends, uh, Kurio, uh, the game, or, you know, Kurio, you know, Kurio from uh, Twitch streams. He's um, one of the other Cali locals here that is uh, just a, a bombastic, um, personality that i absolutely love i absolutely think creo is like one of my favorite creators out there he's constantly got a fantastic attitude and so much energy that i'm just i'm envious of in in my old age um and daffrom tv 
host of the Pirate Talk Radio, who was streaming this weekend, uh, but not on Twitch, over on YouTube, uh, who was kind of sailing around with folks and having a good time and enjoying the um, weekend. And I did not get a chance to do that, um, unfortunately, just, you know, with the stuff that I've been doing lately. So I was glad to see that folks were doing it as a result. Uh, they weren't running the tall tale, mind you. They were actually just kind of, you know, playing through uh, the the game and actually getting content from there but um monkey island tall tale 3 uh i i typed this up over on twitter and it might actually be a good thing for me to bring back up so i can actually um kind of read to you what my initial thoughts were when i first played through this with them and kind of you know like sitting on the content and thinking about it for a while um i gotta say uh the the tweet that i shared really did kind of encapsulate what i love about this tall tale um the references in development that were done to fabricate the atmosphere of the point and click game in 3d still impresses me to this day i still think this is hands down the the best representation of a point and click adventure in 3d i've ever seen i've never i've never encountered something like this uh where i feel like someone has has nailed the feel of it the music and the writing are phenomenal um hands down uh, and they stand out as some of the best conceptually recognized work that Rare has done. Um, it is it is hard to take something that everyone knows and, and has already been created and replicate it in a way that feels authentic, but, you know, connected to what you're doing at the moment. And I and I really do love that about this. Um to grasp at the intent here, you really do have to play through the original game. Uh, I would I would highly recommend that. Uh, the passion is there, and this feels like Rare's kind of magnum opus. Um, it really does. And, you know, five years of tools and growth have afforded the team the foundation that's needed to pull this off uh, in this kind of three-chapter love letter to Monkey Island. Um, and, you know, I've been playing through it and going back through it, um, I always do really kind of love having that that moment in that experience of playing through a tall tale with someone else and just kind of, you know, having someone else's brain to kind of like help out. Because there, there were definitely moments when I was playing through with uh, Doug and, and Davram in, in Carrillo um, where I was I would not have thought of that. I would have been stumped for a while. And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. Um, but I think that at, at, at some point, folks are going to be okay. And this happened to me with uh, Monkey Island. After a while with Monkey Island, I had to look up what to do. I had to ask chat when I was streaming it what I was what was needed to do. So I would not, you know, if you feel like you're getting stuck sometimes with this, don't feel like you you can't you know don't feel like first off that it's your fault for not getting it um there's so many ways to approach this open world uh tall tale that there's going to be things that you don't see that other people may see that honestly like you if you miss that it could be enough context to be the thing that gives you the answer to it so if you miss it don't feel bad for not getting it because there may have been something that you missed that would have pointed you to that answer that you would have gotten regardless. 
um, or not regardless, but you would have gotten eventually. So feel free to jump out there and get some guides, you know, talk to, uh, talk to, to, uh, uh, community members if you need it. Um, look for rare thief guides, you know, they are hands down the, the most dedicated to making those guides and doing a really fantastic job of it. I really love the, the time and effort that they put in, you know, they go capture all the, the footage after they've played through it and, uh, know what to do. So that way you can have it day one. Uh, and I, I really just genuinely appreciate that of them. Um, but getting into the actual island itself. Uh, wow. Holy cow. This island at first, I was, I was really depressed because I, having played through the first game, I 100% knew what Monkey Island was going to look and feel like. I had a very clear understanding of like the layout, what was going to happen, you know, kind of the the general things that you'll see, especially with, you know, the um, the giant monkey kind of stone opening, uh, kind of like the giant uh, Cave of Wonders from Aladdin. Um, so when I, when I got here, I was like kind of looking forward to seeing like how this was all going to play out and what what was going to be the little kind of catches to eventually get me to the end goal which was down into the actual monkey island um but when you actually get to this island uh the 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 sheer look and feel of this the size of this is so amazing i wish i had an idea of how big this island is compared to tribute peak because it really does feel like they have gone all out with this uh it feels like they have been able to utilize the portal system to take players to a completely separate server that is just a tall tale and because this isn't something that has to worry about other ships being in it um there's so many more resources and uh, bandwidth allowed for them to build out whatever they want in this entire server you know in this server and really kind of use it, utilize that space and that that um, uh, kind of, you know, resource allotment for the different things. So, you know, when you go here and you see this giant stone statue of, of monkeys stacked on top of each other with this radiant gold idol at the very top being held up uh, in the monkey's arms. It is just, it is a wonder to see like all the different little things they can do, you know, finding finding little hidden fishing spots, you know, finding the, the, uh, uh, Herman's kind of new fort, um, working your way through the different puzzles, uh, that are set up to try and like find a way to get these three idols that are required to be able to get the key to get to monkey Island or get to get into, you know, the layer, LeChuck's lair. It is so cool to see all the different things that they've done. And, the interaction that they've been able to do with the game uh, rivals what we've seen with A Pirate's Life. Um, and, I, and I think a lot of like the town of Tortuga, you know, where, or not Tortuga, um, oh, I'm blanking on the name of the island, uh, but the the golden, no, I can't think of it. Um, but the, uh, the island that's in the third tall tale, you guys will help me out with it, I'm sure. Uh, but the way that you can destroy the clock tower in that is replicated here, but in a way that is familiar, um, but unique in its own way. Like there's a different point to doing it with this tall tale. Um, but with the pirate's life, it was just kind of like, a, it was like a nice little centerpiece cinematic thing, you know? 
And the reason that I love it is that the uh, the reference for here is it is tied to how the point and click adventure works in Monkey Island. And I really love that. I really, really think that they did a great job kind of paying reverence to some of the different things that are, are on Monkey Island in the Monkey Island, uh, you know, first game. Um, but using it for different reasons and you just don't, you know, they could have very easily created their own things, but the fact that they went to all the, you know, the trouble to do it here, uh, is, is really just, it's, it's fantastic. Um, it's breathtaking. It really is breathtaking. You can stand up on top of one of the mountain peaks in monkey Island and just look down on the rest of the actual vegetation in life. And it's just, it's so cool to see because you can see the varied uh, foliage. You know, there's the, the flora and the fauna of the world is just so cool. And the new change that they've brought in with this, which is the um, kind of redstone mountains that are very much like part of the original game. It's, it's kind of like getting a new biome without actually getting a new biome. Uh, you know, you just don't we haven't seen a new island in Sea of Thieves in quite a while. So to actually get to see it here uh, through a tall tale feels so cool and really does just, it, it shows that the, that the team over at Rare really did want to make something special with this. And it's so good. Um, I wanted to talk about the three idols because uh, these are three of the main puzzles that you have to do to be able to move forward with the rest of the tall tale and it honestly is the bulk of the main island uh you're going to be running around working on these uh three main puzzles and it could be more than three could be less than three that's just kind of how i i formulated it in my mind but they've done such a good job with creating each individual puzzle the one flaw that i've really had with this is there isn't a really good introductory point um, and I say that knowing that there actually is an introductory point, but the first time you sail in, you're kind of given the breadth of island uh, and in one grasp. And, and, you know, in most games or in most tall tales, we've anytime we've we've done this, it's always been one of those situations where you sail directly up to where your ship came out of the portal. And you just assume that that is the point of entry for the tall tale uh especially with the first tall tale for sea of thieves um a pirate's life you sail up to a, a beach and you just walk forward and you're there you, you know exactly how to get to where you're going and they kind of funnel you in this way but with monkey island um th the only thing i can recommend is that uh you meet Guybrush and his crew um you know Cobb's there uh the chef is there there's a few other folks from melee island that have joined uh, Guybrush on the Black Pearl, which you can actually get aboard because the Sea Monkey uh, is actually on Monkey Island. Sea Monkey being um, his original galleon. So you get the Black Pearl, which that, there's also a question, a little bit of question in my mind is as to why they have the Black Pearl. I don't know if it was because it's a memory and, you know, the memory of, of Sea of Thieves is there, but, you know, who has the memory? Because you got man Cobb, uh the chef and Cobb, and um another character that i don't want to spoil just for the sake of you know you not having to you, you coming across it on your own um but you can head over to the black pearl uh after you see them but the the memories here are it's strange because no one on 
this boat should have any knowledge of what the Black Pearl is, as far as I know. Um, so it was very odd to, to see this. It feels kind of like, a, you know, we had to put the sea monkey in, in Monkey Island and we wanted something cool for Guybrush and them to be able to use. Um, oh, no, you know what? I take it back. I could be completely misremembering this and I just completely forgot that the Black Pearl is one of the ships at Stan's at Stan's shop. If that's the case, I 100% I retract what I just said. If it's not, then I have no clue why or I have no clue how to explain how they got the Black Pearl. But I'm going to take it as me forgetting that the Black Pearl was on sale from Stan's shipyard in the second Tall Tale. Because if that's the case, then I it's explained. Cool. No worries there. Um, but in this case, I, I can't remember. And I unfortunately, I don't have time to be able to jump back into that tall tale to actually test this out. So I'll have to I'll have to see if you guys can, uh, you know, fact check me on that one. But uh, having that being the main place that you go to to actually get to this is honestly going to be um, the best thing that you can do. Uh, hopefully a lot of folks did that. Uh, hopefully a lot of folks you know, knew that they needed to go follow the Black Pearl to see what was going on with Guybrush. Um, when we first got on the beach, we all just split up. Um, we all just ran around in uh, different directions, looking for things, trying to figure out what to do. Completely forgot there was a book. Completely forgot to uh, go check and see like what was going on with Guybrush. So it was a, a, pretty funny, the, the chaos that we had. And I think that maybe sometimes that comes just as a result of us being together and talking and, you know, looking to entertain with streams and not really thinking too much about, you know, if, if we were solo and just kind of left to our own thoughts and our own devices, would we have been able to work that out sooner uh, prior to us actually landing on the island? Who knows at this point, because the first experience is just completely gone. Um, but you get to go meet up with the crew that's over on the Black Pearl. Uh, they tell you some, you know, some inf interesting stuff that's going on with this. Uh, but the real, the real treasure here has to be uh, Herman Toothrot, who, hands down, uh, made the Black Pearl or made the third Tall Tale so memorable for me. Um, having him talk about, you know, the monkeys that are after his, uh, his, his, his. <laughs> his banana uh stew or, or uh soup um is just it's fantastic uh knowing that the reason why the inhabitants the original natives to monkey island left is because of all the people that were coming to monkey island uh was really cool i really appreciated just some of the uh exposition that came with herman and and having Herman being uh, the same voice actor that was part of the Monkey Island Tall Tales was perfect. Really hit well for me uh, as someone who, who enjoyed the first game and really, really spent some time there. Um, and to see, like, you know, this was all kind of a way to set up uh, some of the different things that you're going to have to do, knowing that, you know, it's because of him that you're going to be going to different areas on the island that are connected to the first game. Um, but for different reasons was uh, really just awesome. I, I really, really think that they did a good job with this. Uh, they, they really found a good way to kind of tell narratives um, while interacting with the world. Uh, the only thing that really is, is just tough about this is that there are so many little markers that you can come across on 
And unless you're following through the actual uh, book, then you're going to run into the situation like we did, where you find stuff in the in the actual island, you know, like little landmarks that give you items, uh, but without context because of the book uh, or going to the right places first, you, you tend to run into the situation where you're just kind of running around with this thing in your hand and you don't really know why you need to keep it, but you know it's important because why else would they allow you to uh, get it, right? Um, so that's one of the the things that it could have been the fact that I was with three other dudes and we were all talking with each other and making jokes and we were not paying attention very well to the instructions that were given to us. And and honestly, I blame the pirate lord on this. Um, he His voice and his cadence is so well known at this point that as soon as he starts talking, all I hear is it's not about the gold. It's not about the gold. It's not about the gold. Uh, you know, evil will always remain and stuff. So I love the pirate Lord, but uh, because, because I know what he usually says, I don't really think to listen to what he's actually saying um, as a result. So kind of a, a, you know, on us for that, for sure. But really glad to see that with this, tall tale um with the past tall tales everything has been voiced by the original actors which has really left uh, a sense of nostalgia after playing through the first game because it's like oh i get to kind of revisit these characters and stuff um one of the drawbacks to this tall tale you can definitely feel that this tall tale was pushed out sooner than it probably should have been um it's in a complete state there are definitely some things that are a little buggy though uh, and not like, you know, not like to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this made it through QA. Uh, because I think a lot of it is just a testament to the first two tall tales, which were, you know, there were a couple bugs here and there, but really they were clean. They were uh, amazingly clean uh, and free of bugs. I didn't, I, I mean, little criticisms I have about like, you know, the, the pieces of eight being hard to find on barrels and stuff, things like that I can understand. But Overall, I have to say that the uh, the quality has been top notch and I fully anticipate over the next two months that Rare will go through all of the weird little glitches that have come up or been on a list for this tall tale because you can't you got to know like the the glitches that are in the game right now are stuff that they probably already know about and have on a list of things to fix. It, they just ran up on time on this case and tall tale being the one that had the most uh the most time with it uh it's it's a shame that you know it feels like because there's so much to this that they didn't get to squash all the bugs that they really should have um and keeping to that one a month timeline as a result of their announcement during xbox's e3 presentation uh and subsequent information like afterwards it's uh it's it's a shame that they didn't um, have more time to really kind of iron out some of the bugs because some of it was game breaking um, in, in some cases, very, very rarely, but most of it was actually solid. Uh, there was only a couple of weird things, but overall, um, I got to say, like, I really love the the stone pillar. I really love the interaction with Herman, um, the uh, forts uh, or the fort that was there. The way you get the idols as well, too. Very well thought out. Very fun and interactive. Um, definitely leaves you on a breadcrumb trail to kind of go from spot to spot and work things out. 
I think there was maybe only one or two things that happened that was like, shoot, I don't know how we're supposed to get what, how we're supposed to get the solution for this. We kind of know like what the solution could be, but honestly, we don't, we don't fully know like if it will work, if we try out a few things and we, we did have to try out a few things. Um, but we had some tools, you know, there aren't like a ton of things to carry around, but there's enough. And the, the things that are enough are enough that if you miss it, it's going to be a real shame. Um, and I, and I do want to say that, uh, there are most definitely a couple places where if you have not played through a pirate's life and you're going into monkey Island tall tale, uh, with no previous experience for sea thieves, like you heard that you know, they were doing a Monkey Island tribute and stuff like that. There's some mechanics that are only available in a pirate's life uh, that I really think folks should be kind of given a heads up on. Because if you don't know that if you see a rope and that rope has uh, a portion where some of it's kind of uh, torn away and it's a smaller, thinner piece of rope that is barely holding the rope in place, you can use a sword to cut through that. And that mechanic alone really only exists in the Tall Tales for uh, Pirate's Life and for Monkey Island now. Um, so hopefully things like that don't trip people up because there are some very critical uh, things that come as a result of knowing that mechanic that if you don't do it, you are going to get lost um, and stuck. And that's a that's a shame because it it's so easy to miss if you're if you're not quite sure what to look for or, you know, what to do. And sometimes you just have to like run around hitting stuff with a sword. Uh, if I'm being perfectly honest, sometimes that's all that's what you got to do. But really love that. Um, I really loved the kind of diversity in areas as far as like the, the actual puzzles go. Uh, two of them were very, uh, you know, uh, now that I think about it, two of them were kind of similar, but in different ways. It was um, two use the same type of mechanic, but they don't use the same type of mechanic using the same tools. It's different tools uh, to accomplish the same thing. And uh, that was kind of nice. The other thing that I think was really cool about this island was this is the first time that we're seeing rare um, using the actual rock face uh, as a scalable tool. Um, you know, typically with everything that we have in Sea of Thieves, you climb everything via, you know, jumping up from spot to spot or there's a ladder and or you get a cannon up there. Um, and if you have one of those three things, then you're usually good. But if you don't, there's not really a good way to get up to stuff. You kind of have to like, you know, work or work away, work your way around the geometry per se. But with the last, with this latest tall tale, the fact that they did the scalable walls, uh, mountainsides, you know, where it's all kind of like stone on top of stone on top of stone with grab holds uh, available really does just, I, I hope they start adding this kind of thing to Sea of Thieves. There's so many times where the islands in Sea of Thieves feel so stagnant that I feel like something like this would really help. Like there's so many times where they've gone back to edit um, Thieves Haven, Plunder Outpost. Uh, uh, what's the other one? The one that I like that everyone hates. Old Faithful, where they've gone back and added stuff. Even Tribute Peak got ladders. Um, where I think because they didn't think about it at the time, 
you know, if Tribute Peak had uh, a rock face that was climbable on the back of the middle portion there where they typically have that kind of stone circle diagrams where you bring the little, um, oh, I can't think of what they're called, uh, but the little tablets, no, they're not tablets, little stone coins little coins that you bring to them um g getting back to that is such a pain that they had to actually put a ladder in so that people swimming from the other side would get access to it having the mechanic of a stone wall to be able to climb and having that mechanic go from the tall tale back to the original adventure i think would help kind of build in some of those uh, odd mechanics that you only see in, in tall tales that really could benefit adventure. So I'm hoping things like that really do kind of make their way. Um, also doing things like moving suspicious boulders, which I won't elaborate any more on, but if you move a suspicious boulder, we have other mechanics like that currently in Sea of Thieves and for good reason. Uh, but stuff like that, I think would be kind of cool just to have on beaches on on different beaches on islands like how many and it, and it kills me that we have uh so many you know cool little things like this but i would really love it if there was a way that you could have uh seashells on beaches and have them be something that you can pick up and look in and have you know like a couple pieces of a coin in them or you know uh part of a map that has an X on it. Like, you know, we have currently the um, vaults, the gold hoarder vaults, where you can go and you can dig up the bottle and the bottle has part of a map and then part of the map either has an X or it doesn't. Sometimes the X is, you know, halfway through the actual crack, uh, not crack, um, through the actual tear of the, the paper. And you're sitting there thinking like, this is such a cool little mechanic. I really wish that this was its own little thing. And I think it'd be really awesome if they had little movable rocks on beaches where you happen to come across it, you move it, and underneath it's hiding, uh, you know, a little piece of map or something for that island um, where it just has like a little scrap of paper and you have to look at the scrap of paper and get an idea of where the little X is. Um, or it takes you to, you know, another portion or where you have to look at another, you know, like little adventures on the actual islands that pertain to voyages that could be, you know, part of moving parts of the world that are just kind of natural little parts of the world, you know, and say, okay, well, those, those boulders, once they're moved, they will, you know, disappear or they won't be movable until someone moves away from the island and then they reset the way like animals do, um, stuff like that. I don't know. Just cool little things like that that I really loved about this tall tale. And obviously with this tall tale, it is kind of diving into the story of LeChuck, uh, how he came to Sea of Thieves, how he's trying to take control of Sea of Thieves, and how you are going to stop him. Um, I don't want to get into the what happens with LeChuck's lair, because I think that's a very awesome portion of the game. They didn't quite do it justice in my mind compared to the first tall tale um it felt very neutered as far as like when you look at the the environment down there it's not one-to-one -one, but they did a really good job of of replicating the sense of of confusion and there's certain things that they brought forward from the games that uh, I really don't want to give them away, but there are certain things involving Guybrush that happen that for fans of Monkey Island, you 100% know why what's happening is happening. 
but for folks that don't, there's a lot of stuff that you have to take on faith. Uh, and, and that's a shame because there's no there's no way to justify the context needed to be able to explain to people why this is the way it is. And unfortunately, you just kind of have to say, well, that's probably just, you know, something that they did in the game. It's probably something I don't understand. Uh, and, and sometimes that's negative because you feel confused or, or kind of left out of the loop and that's never you know that's never a state where you feel like you want to have all of your audience there's always always going to be people that have never played the game before and it shouldn't it shouldn't be required um but it should be something that is uh enhances the uh the thing but every once in a while they do something like the that where you you know someone's going to be left out on it and it's such a bummer to um have those when it's it's like so intrinsically tied to what you're doing uh, when it's a little weird offhand thing like off to the side does it's not required to know why it works the way it works um, you can still just kind of appreciate why it's there I think I'm thinking of like the uh, the three spikes with skulls um, that deal with like part of the puzzle for another part of the the, the monkey idol monkey idols um, that is a reference to the game but it's so clean that you don't actually need to know that it's part of the original game. It, it, it speaks for itself really well. Um, whereas stuff with Guybrush, it doesn't. Or, uh, for example, like going onto the sea monkey and going into the captain's cabin, opening up cabinets. There's stuff in those cabinets that are direct references to Monkey Island. But they're clear enough is as to what they are and what you need to do that... You don't need the added context of playing the game to be able to do that. And that's not always the case with everything in this tall tale. Um, in some things, it's just, it's going to get lost. And that's that's a shame to me. That's it, and it's, a, it's not a fault on Rare because there's only so much they can really do uh, to pay homage without um, excluding people. And most people who are, who've never played Monkey Island, they may never actually realize how much of the stuff in the game is a, a direct reference or correlation to the original tall, or the original game itself. Um, they may just see it and think, oh, well, it's a dude being strung up by a rope. And, you know, that's all that needs to be known about it. But it, it's clear enough as to what happened that you know it's important because it's so unique in this world, even though it is a complete direct comparison to uh, the, the, the first game on Monkey Island. So... Stuff like that, I think, is actually better better design. But overall, a really amazing job with this. Um, the scale of it is is fantastic. I was really hoping to get a chance to see the back half of Monkey Island. Uh, you know, we were told kind of at the get go that you know we'd be able to fully explore all of Melee and Monkey Island. Um, but in in reality, we're only getting about fifty percent of uh, well. Not fifty percent. I would I would say more like seventy five percent of Monkey Island. There's a small portion on the back of the island that, for whatever reason, it rubs me the wrong way, and it probably shouldn't because it's not it's it's not integral to the story that they're telling. They told the story well without it, um, and they explained why it wasn't there. Uh, but I would have liked to have seen the characters involved with that and and be able to actually have fun with that. Um, but I I think that there's there's some things that don't age well with time and uh the inhabitants of sea the inhabitants of monkey island is very much something that was captured in in time 
And to go back to that would definitely kind of smack of uh, inconsiderate um, nature. You know, it it would be it would be not it wouldn't be PC of them to be able to. It wouldn't be politically correct. And I I see why they did it. Uh, but I think that the the trouble that you run into is is you you can tell a story without that and still respect the still respect the original content. Um, while understanding that it's kind of like watching, you know, old, old Looney Tunes shows or old, you know, Mickey Mouse shows and things like that. Like there's things that historically were considered very insensitive and that is still very much true of, you know, some of the things in Monkey Island. So the fact that they strayed away from it makes sense. The fact that, um, they didn't put it into the game shows that they want to try and keep a very clear understanding of like, Hey, you know, this is a, a, it was a moment in time. Uh, you know, we recognize that that is something that is not true now and is considered honestly very, uh, hurtful in some cases. So better just not to put it in, but I would have really would have loved to have seen that all fleshed out in 3d. So one thing I did want to let you all know about, just in case you, you know, maybe hadn't gotten a chance to do all of these yet, or maybe you did and you didn't get all of the rewards. Uh, currently, there is a bug that is known that is uh, not getting everyone the full completion for a lot of the commendations that are tied to this. Um, and it, it, it's kind of a shame because some of them are really cool. Some of them give really good rewards. Uh, but I did want to give you a heads up that some of them are causing issues. So keep that in mind. Uh, try to, you know, keep track of the stuff that you've done. If you're playing through this, just so that you know what you've actually done. So in case, you know, something comes up and you need to go back and retrace your steps to see if uh, something will trigger that you've actually, you know, got those kind of written down, you know, like exactly where you found something uh, what you what you re read or didn't read things like that um, but most of these are are honestly pretty straightforward so hopefully it won't be something where you feel like you're going to be completely lost on them um, I think there's only maybe like uh, there's maybe like one or two that are kind of tougher to get uh, but you just kind of keep your eyes peeled on those ones or you know do as I as I mentioned earlier uh, rare thief does a great job of building out those guides to make sure that you don't miss that content so uh, definitely keep an eye out for those uh, if you're having trouble finding the one or two you can always go back and take a look at the guide see exactly like where it was that that the, there were some and if you actually found that one or maybe it, that might help kind of identify the bugged ones that um, people are running into I personally haven't run into any that I know of um, but I haven't actually been keeping track. So trying to give myself my own advice in this situation here. So hopefully, hopefully folks, uh, will actually see it, uh, or, or listen to this and, and try and keep that in mind as they're moving their way through the actual tall tale. So without spoiling anything, um, I wanted to just kind of give some impressions on, uh, how I felt about the ending. Uh, cause there's effectively, I would say two sections to the ending, uh, before the actual end of the tall tale. Um, the first portion is a, very much a, a super Mario brothers, um, fight in, in some cases, in a sense that it, it kind of built into the, the knowledge of like every video game that's been made with the boss fight. You got to stomp on the boss three times to, um, have it get credit or to, to complete it. 
so going into the first half of the the final the finale, I was so impressed um, with what they had created, and I think going through it solo will really just help kind of uh, reinforce that sentiment. Um, I, I genuinely think that that the the first part of the finale is some of the coolest stuff that Sea of Thieves has done uh, next to the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. I loved it. I really wanted to to have stuff like that. It, it, it calls back to a mode of uh, Sea of Thieves that we had back in the day that we don't have anymore now to kind of tease a little bit about it. Um, that honestly, if they had done that, I, I think that there would have been a place where um, we could have seen a lot more of that in Sea of Thieves. I, I really do hope that they're able to do something like this because the feeling, the sentiment of it uh, felt on the level of what I wanted or what I was hoping for with, uh, or what I'm hoping for with the finale for Flameheart. Because whatever the finale for Flameheart is, wherever that fight looks like, uh, the fight for the ending or the first part of the finale for uh, Monkey Island, God, it just, it looks cool. It feels cool. Uh, you're doing cool stuff and it's just, it's, it's epic. It really is epic. Um, I, I'm so glad that they had something like that in the game because it really ramped up my excitement for what initially was a very much straightforward, like go find this, uh, take it here, uh, move this, um, take, take this. Meanwhile, all the other tall tales had LeChuck boasting and bragging about how cool he was and how powerful he was going to be and how pitiful we are. Um, so to finally get like a chance to get at him and then do so in a way that was so uh, epic was so worth it at the end of the day. I was so happy to see that, which kind of takes me to the second part, because the second part is actually where they lost me. Um because I really enjoyed the first portion so much. So when I got into the second the second half of the finale, I went into it um, really ramped up, emotionally charged from the whole moment. Uh, I had such a good time with it. I was very impressed with what they had accomplished. So when I got to the point where the second finale happens, there's a moment that I don't want to spoil for anyone, but it is hands down... Uh, like a cinematic moment that I've, I've never thought we would get to have in Sea of Thieves. So when it happened, I was like, I was emotional at that point. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. This is the coolest freaking thing. I'm so excited to, to get into this. And I was shattered by what I thought was going to happen that didn't happen. And I was so, at that point, I was like, Oh, that's a shame. I feel like I feel like what I wanted was cooler than what I got. And it's it's tough because they they teed it up so well so that when when I did actually like get to the ending there, I was just like this would have been cool if I was solo. But having three other folks with me at the time, we all kind of stood there thinking, oh, oh, this isn't this isn't what I thought it was going to be. This is this is a lot, a lot less uh, enthralling. So I was really kind of let down by that because the first portion of the finale was so good. It was so ramped up. They did such a good job with the pacing, with the music, uh, with the, the, the urgency that was um 
Im, Im, you know, placed on you that when you get to the end and they slow you down, um, I see why they did it. And it's because it calls back to the first game. It very much calls back to the first game. Um, and, and I didn't know that they were going to go that route. I should have expected it. But when it happened, I was like, oh, that's a bummer because at the end of the day, this is still um, an, an, an action first person shooter. Um, you know, you're not first person shooter, but a first person perspective. So to slow things down after you've had so much kind of going against that, it was such a bummer for me to be like, ah, oh, dang it. I should have seen this coming. I should have known that this was the way that it was going to end. And it, it 100% replicates what was happening in the first game. But the pacing that's involved with the first game was on the same level as what was going on uh, with the different parts of the game. So it, it like the way that you approach things and the first half of uh, the Monkey Island section in the first game pairs well with the ending. You feel like it's natural. With this, uh, the first finale, uh, or the first part of the finale for uh, Monkey Island, the tall tale, is so much more like Sea of Thieves than Monkey Island is that when you do go back to the Monkey Island, you kind of realize, oh yeah, that's right, this is, this is exactly like how it was in the first game. I forgot that that's what actually happened so it makes sense that you know we're, we're doing that in this one but it doesn't feel like it's totally accurate to what we just went through with the first portion if that makes sense like there's a cognitive dissonance that's actively happening because of what i just went through and as a result i'm left feeling like someone accidentally downshifted me from fifth gear to third gear and i'm i'm having to I'm having to like slow down. I'm having to like break hard to accommodate that huge shift in gears. Um, sorry, I'm playing Forza, so all my whole mind is like nothing but game cars right now. Uh, so I w- that really is like the main critique that I have for the the game. If I had to change anything, it would be that last portion there at the very end of the finale. I would have had something that is a better combination of sea of thieves and monkeys monkey island and again i don't i don't want to spoil it by saying like what i what i think um i'd be more than happy to share my thoughts about this uh elsewhere because i think that they captured the the fusion of sea of thieves and monkey island with that first portion compared to the second portion and as a result you're left feeling like you're stuttering or you're tripping over yourself um at the very end there and and folks i'm not saying that if you enjoyed it that you're wrong for enjoying it and i'm not trying to say that the intent wasn't justified based on the source material it 100 was uh but it, it it was just a gut instinct feeling that i had when i was playing through it that i felt that I was being held back. I felt like someone was actively, you know, holding me against my will for what I wanted to do. And because of that, it it soured the experience a little bit because otherwise it would have been a fantastic ending to that tall tale. Uh, and I still think it's a really fantastic, I still think they did, they did a really good job with it. Um, it serves better, I think, as a first per or a, fir- a single player experience because 
you feel more connected to what you're doing and there's a lot more riding on you completing it as a result um, there are portions of the this last tall tale that i have not seen completed even though i have it completed because running through it with other people and it being open there are three objectives that can be accomplished at roughly any time as long as you have you know like the the, the flow the workflow of it kind of worked out you can accomplish it in different parts at different times so having stuff done for me i i look forward to going back and kind of seeing those for my i mean i'm kind of working on it right now but um to be able to like work on those on my own uh will be fun because i'm hoping that the end experience will feel better uh if i do it solo and that's not to that i'm not trying to say like oh i can't believe i shouldn't have done it with uh, my friends because i really did enjoy doing it with them and i probably wouldn't have been able to finish it in the one night uh without them so you know they they made the that uh honestly like possible um so as a result of that it's just it's very it's it's very good that they did what they did um but it's also tough because it's it's there's no right way or wrong way to to actually go about you know doing this um all in one shot but overall uh, I still genuinely feel like this is the best content that Sea of Thieves has put out and or Rare has put out in a while. Um, I really, I, I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm honest when I say that we would not have been able to get this uh, if we hadn't had five years worth of content at this point. If we didn't have Sea of Thieves in the state that it is now, the ideas, the mechanics, the engineering uh, that went into this game uh, or into these tall tales, I don't think would have been possible because they've had so much time playing in this space that they understand the rudimentary things that they can do now that are far more expansive than what you could do back in 2018 with Sea of Thieves. Like they just didn't think about doing those things. So seeing them accomplish this uh, is is really, really a, a, a real testament to their engineering and their feats uh, that they've been able to do. I just hope that they're able to go and polish a few things and take some feedback from what we had for these tall tales if they go through to do another set of tall tales in the future for whichever storyline is is you know called for at the time. So um, I think I'm going to leave it at that. Hopefully that wasn't too spoilery. I really didn't want to spoil too much for folks. Um, so hopefully... This wasn't too spoilery. Hopefully you're able to kind of uh, digest it and, and get an understanding of what I'm talking about or, or at least the emotions that I had for it uh, without feeling like I ruined the experience for you. So that's uh, kind of I'm hoping I just don't ruin the experience for you. Um, but definitely go try through this, play through it. If you're running into trouble, uh, always recommend, you know, grabbing a guide or looking up a YouTube video, um, asking friends, the, the community that I have, is fantastic for this and shout out to them for um, having folks get together to be able to play together uh, this weekend to be able to celebrate um, Seethi's community day or community weekend for season nine. Really fantastic to see them working together and getting stuff done. Um, I think they had like a galleon and a brig uh, running around for a, quite a while. And I know a lot of other folks were working on um, Hourglass and getting lots of levels and stuff like that. So a lot of folks having fun in uh sea of thieves this weekend which was a nice reprieve to the to the 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 vitriol that has been kind of ever present on social media 
Um, I have thoughts about the social media stuff with uh, season with the, the community weekend, but I'm going to save that for next week. So um, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to everyone for uh, considering this podcast. Thanks for everyone that is supporting the podcast, whether you're telling a friend about it, whether you're just listening to the episode, whether you're engaging on social media with it or joining the community on the Discord. It's always appreciated. It's never required, but I always uh, want to let you know that it means the world to me to see folks talk about the podcast uh, or reach out to me about stuff um, when episodes come out. So thank you all to everyone for that. Uh, And I will see you all next week. Uh, I love you and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.